what is up? We do this about every couple of weeks. This time, so that excites me. This is For Real. What is up, For Realers? And welcome to another episode of For Real Bites. It's your boy, Greg, and I'm back with the little bits and pieces of information that you're going to need in order to navigate the film industry as we know it. There's a lot of news going on right now, a lot of things that we need to discuss. I think that this time we should have a discussion. Usually I'm talking and I, I, I want to hear what you guys are saying. And there's, there's just a lot that, that we need to discuss. Let's hop right into it. So Marvel Studios Superstar, do I dare call it a superstar? I think Tyler would have a fit with me if I did that. But Letitia Wright was called out earlier this week on Twitter and eventually ended up canceling her Twitter account because she dropped a video that was apparently opposed to getting the vaccine for COVID. This brought an uproar on Twitter, a lot of backlash coming her way in terms of, you know, her misusing her, her, her influence when it comes to this important issue. This is an issue that, as we all know, we all want to go back outside. I want to go back outside. The LA has shut down again. It's shutting down outside. a stay-at-home order for three weeks. I'm not going to be able to go outside comfortably the way in which we did pre-coronavirus. So even one of her castmates, Don Cheadle, said that this was a hot pile of garbage. Now, Miss Wright had posted in response to the backlash saying that her intention was not to hurt anyone. It was just to raise her concerns about getting the vaccine, which a lot of people do have concerns with getting the vaccine. The difference is that most people don't have the amount of influence that Ms. Wright has. So is it irresponsible of her to have done this? Is it something that should cost her her job? Personally, I don't think so. I think that everyone has the right to their own opinion and their own points of view. I think this was just her kind of trying to express her point of view. And she should not get fired from her job for expressing that concern. If she has concerns, as many people do, not just here in America, but around the world, have concerns about this virus, they, they don't know what the vaccine is going to do to their body. I was having a conversation with my friend just the other day, and they were, they were having that same back and forth with me. And I was like, yo... It's okay. You don't want to take the, the vaccination. That's cool. But the scientists are doing the best that they can. And they did come up with a vaccine in under a year, which is not, you know, traditionally the, the, the way in which people are used to going. However, medical science has advanced enough that I think that we could trust something like that. Plus, I've been, uh, I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast and it, he was explaining that uh, with one of his guests, he was, he was being explained that, uh, the, the vaccination is actually, uh, are, it's supposed to, to, to treat your body as though it is the virus and then your body will create antibodies to reverse the effect. So you do feel, you know, a little crappy after you get it, um, as do most vaccinations do. When you get a flu shot, you get sick right after, but that's just because they're getting your body ready for, to, to battle those, those attacks. I think that, that, that we as a community need to be more forgiving when it comes to our stars saying and doing certain things. There are crimes against humanity that you cannot get away from, no matter when you did it, no matter how you did it. But people, people have been uh, lashing out at, at Kevin Hart. I think that's wrong. People are lashing out at Miss Wright. And if you lash out at me, I don't care. I don't care. 
I just hear on For Real Podcast sharing my opinions because that's what I got, opinions. Crimes against humanity, racism, sexism, that sort of stuff, we, we don't tolerate that. This, this is an example of, of, of the other side where the backlash was necessary. Monster Hunter, the movie, was pulled from Chinese theaters over a racist joke. And the joke was apparently something that kind of either intentionally or unintentionally was, was referring to um, whose knees are these. And that's, that's not right because that comes from a negative connotation. That comes from a place that, that, that the, the Chinese people and the Asian community, they would not, they would not accept something like that. It, it, was, it was a joke in poor taste and for the studio should have screened that should have been a little bit more cautious when it came to to doing something like that and it, it got it got pulled from china and then you know so now the studio's trying to rectify that and they removed the controversial scene that that uh to ensure that they'll be able to get get it played in china my issue with this let me tell you my issue with this is that i i don't know and there's no way to know for sure but i don't know if the studio made that move for reasons of money because China is one of the biggest markets when it comes to these types of films making it. Things like Monster Hunter, um, Warcraft, video game type movies do well in China and make a buttload of money. So is the studio making this, this decision just based on the facts that their economics are going to be off because it's something that they're expected. Like in the United States, we, I didn't even hear about Monster Hunter until this came out, but they're expecting it to do well in China. And if it doesn't play there, the movie makes nothing. So is it more an economic move or is it something that's weighing heavily on the conscience of the studio? Now I don't want to say who the studio is. You're going to find that out at some point in time. That's the only, that's the only issue I have. And the only question I do have when it comes to that. Last thing that I want to talk about, and this kind of stems from a conversation that I had yesterday with a buddy of mine. And are you like, if you've been a fan of the podcast, when me and Tyler are having conversations, I talk about this all the time. We're, in ex we're experiencing a disruption in our industry. So a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with you guys about Warner Brothers dropping their whole slate. That was last week, not a couple of weeks. It feels like it's too long. I got to get more in contact with you guys. But last week I had a conversation with you guys about how Warner Brothers just dropped their entire movie slate onto HBO Max in the attempt of building subscribers. Now, if we jump into a little bit of math, subscribers make a lot of sense, or I should say a lot of dollars. So right now, HBO Max has 12 million, 12.6 million subscribers, somewhere roughly in that area uh, for $15 uh, per subscription, right? So that's $15 a month. So every month, they're looking to make somewhere around $189 million off the subscriptions alone. Now, we heard backlash coming from Christopher Nolan, for example. We, we, talk, we talked about that a lot. You know, Christopher Nolan is, is, is a film purist. He wants his movies out in the theaters where they belong, but the theaters are closed, which means that you're making movies that aren't making money. That's an issue. When you have movies that aren't making money, you're looking to get something from it. So I think $189 million a month it's not a bad deal. 
Let's look at one of WB's biggest box office successes as an example. So Wonder Woman, the first one that came out in 2017, July 2017, opened up to a box office of $103 million. So $103 million over that weekend and a total box office number, domestic and international, of $821 million. So that's a lot of money. For off of one film, that's a lot of money. But some of their other films did not do that great. With a subscription program, with as low numbers as they have, with only 12.6 million subscribers, they're going to make $180 million every single month without fail. So they don't have to worry about what it's going to do box office-wise. They don't have to worry about whether people sit and watch the movie or not. Once you have the subscription, you have the option to watch it. Some people might not even watch it. They will have their, their, their Netflix, their Hulu, their Disney Plus, their, their uh, Amazon Prime Video. They'll have all these subscription programs and only watch one. I fall victim to that very much. It doesn't matter if multiple people have the same account. They get $189 million off of 12, 12 million subscribers every single month. 189 million multiplied by 12, you're looking at $2.2 billion a year off of that industry. I don't even want to get into how disgusting Netflix gross numbers are looking when it comes to that as well, with their 196 million subscribers. You do the math. So when it comes down to it, what me and my buddy were talking about was how the music industry went through this disruption and the record labels uh, had a hard time the artists had a hard time dealing with it. The record stores are almost extinct the same way in which your blockbusters and that sort of stuff almost was extinct. The commonality between each one of those situations, those two industries that got disrupted, is the fact that the person that has the content is king. So Warner Brothers has the content. They will win. No matter what, what does that say for our movie theater industry? Well, guys, that's something that I'll probably have to get into a little bit more on the next episode of For Real Bites. Love having you guys on the show. This has been an amazing show. I will see you in the next one.